In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Be seated. On the first Sunday in Epiphany season, we always celebrate the baptism of Jesus. And it's in all four Gospels, although a little bit different in each one. So if something appears four times, we know it's pretty important. <laughs> so we always celebrate it on this very first Sunday in the Epiphany season, right after we have the Epiphany itself, which always comes on a weekday and it never really works out for celebration. And this story raises some questions. Um, it also answers some. The questions that have always been in my mind upon encountering this gospel are, what was it that brought all those people out there to meet John the Baptist beside the River Jordan and want to be dunked in there to have their sins washed away? Were they so awful? <laughs> were they so tired of Roman rule that they were picking on each other or something like that? Or was it just that John was such a charismatic figure that they couldn't resist following him because maybe he was the Messiah? They weren't sure. In our gospel today, John tells them, no, he is not the expected Messiah that the one who is the real Messiah will come after him and will baptize differently, not just with water, but with fire and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So it'll be different. And so all those people there, what are they expecting? That's one question that we just have to kind of ponder. Another question is, why did Jesus get in the line with all those sinners to be baptized? because we believe he was sinless. But there he was, standing in line. And there he is, being dunked down in the water and come back up again with his supposed sins washed away like everybody else. We don't have an answer in the Gospels to those questions. But I wonder if it didn't signify Jesus being 100% human. He joins that line of sinners. And we know Jesus to be 100% human and 100% divine. <laughs> and so maybe it was those words that came as Jesus came up out of the water, something happens, there, heavens open and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove, that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is a dove, but something happens, they know the Spirit has come and there's a voice that says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And so the divinity of Jesus is established right there, right as he's standing in his wet clothes, being very human, having come out of the river. It's really an extraordinary story. And those questions are important. I think the, the part of it that really intrigues me is the part about how the one coming after John the Baptist will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Um, I don't know when and where you were baptized, but I know that I was baptized a very long time ago, according to the 1928 prayer book. And I, in preparing for this sermon, decided to look back at the 28 prayer book, and I'm just shocked at how different it is from the baptismal service in our present prayer book. That's one of the things that, with revision, really got revised and I think really got revised in a good way. So I was baptized in 19, 
1944, I think, the way most children were baptized back then, it was a private baptism. Nobody wanted little kids or two-year-olds around in public worship then, I guess. I mean, I suppose that was the reason. We, you know, made noises and did unpredictable things. And so baptisms tended to be private. They tended to be on Sunday afternoons. So mine was very typical. And the only people there were the priest, me, my parents, and my godparents. And so no voices like that whatsoever at the time that I was baptized unless I made those noises. So they're wonderful noises. I'm all for it. <laughs> so the things that were promised in my baptism were really minimal compared to what we promise today. The promises were, they asked my parents and godparents, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And they said, yes, we do. And then they said, will you bring up this child to learn the Lord's Prayer, the Apostles' Creed, and the Ten Commandments? And they said, yes, we will. And then they were asked, will you present this child to the bishop to be confirmed when she's of the right age? And they said, yes, we will. And that was about it. The only reference to the Holy Spirit was in the baptismal formula, which has been there from the very beginning of Christianity. I baptized thee, of course it was thee since it was the old prayer book, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. That was it. Well, if you look <laughs> at the new prayer book in 1979, which for many of you I think is probably the only prayer book that you have used, you will notice that there are a lot of references to the Holy Spirit and there are also some other words in there that are very, very different from what was promised during my baptism. There are words that bring us into living the Christian life, such as honoring all the people around you and loving your neighbor as yourself. That's in there. Respecting the dignity of every human being. That's a big order. That's a big thing compared to none of that being in the old prayer book. And I began to wonder, maybe that's the fire. <laughs> With the Holy Spirit having been brought back into baptism, maybe that's the fire that was being talked about by John the Baptist, that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So that Christian life was going to be something pretty important and pretty radical to have a baptism by fire as well as the Holy Spirit. There's a lot to think about there. Well, as I said, I was baptized in 1944, and it was at uh, the church, uh, which is in Lafayette Square in Washington, D.C., St. John's, and uh, an afternoon baptism and so forth. So I hadn't been in that church for years and years, but my husband went, had a business of a meeting to go to in Washington, and so I went with him, and he went off to his meeting on Sunday morning, and I went off to St. John's Lafayette Square. And they had just had some sort of a bomb scare or something at the Capitol, so there was security everywhere. And I went through the whole service, just like you're doing this morning, and at the end of it, I thought, well, you know, I'd really kind of like to take a look at that font where my Christian life began. <laughs> And so I went up to the font and I laid my hand on it like this. 
and a security guard came up and said, better move on. You've got to keep moving. You can't stop here. So I took my hand away, and I thought, she has no idea how dangerous it is, how dangerous it is to be a real Christian. <laughs> and so I kind of chuckled and removed my hand and removed myself. Today we are also in a baptismal service anointed as Christ's own forever. And those words and that anointing are indelible. As I've told many confirmands, you can wash all you want, but that's never coming off. <laughs> you are marked as Christ's own forever. And I wonder in this epiphany season, if we might try each day to wake up and join the world and try to live it as Christ's own forever that day with all of the promises and all of the things that being a true follower of Jesus entails. So what I'd like for us to do right now is to take a look at those promises made in baptism. And if you'll turn to page 304 in the Book of Common Prayer and please stand in place of the Nicene Creed, we will do the baptismal covenant together. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Grant, O oh Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen.